0: There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3 inch multi information display. So you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at Toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs>
4: Welcome in to NBA Pulse, a production of iHeartRadio and the NBA. I'm Sarah Kustock, NBA analyst for the YES Network, and today is Friday, December 1st, and from our terrific core group of NBA journalists, we're joined now by NBA.com senior writer Michael C. Wright. And Michael, we are kicking this December off with your new MVP ladder for the week. Uh, Nicola Jokic still remaining in that number one spot, Joel Bede jumping up from number three to the number two spot. We got a tie. We got a tie at three between Luka Doncic and Shea Gildas-Alexander. And then Giannis Adetokounmpo makes a big jump back up to the top five from number nine. Uh, But I want to first dig in to the top two because I feel like we have been talking about this for years. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, um, those two have been extraordinary this year. We are accustomed to seeing... Jokic get triple-double after triple-double, already seven on the season. But that is something that we saw out of Joel Embiid uh, for the first time the other night, earlier this week against the Clippers. Uh was one assist shy Saturday at Oklahoma. But I, I first want to start with Joel because the thing we always see out of Jokic, and obviously he does everything but the brilliance of his passing, Joel has taken his facilitation up a notch this season, Um, how we've seen them run through the offense through him, um, how he's finding teammates, a career high in assists, so far the season at 6.6. 6. <laughs> when you look at what Joel has done this season and, and obviously the moving parts of what the personnel and the lineup looked like for Philadelphia now, it's it's more solidified. What stood out to you about the play of Embiid in, in particularly the last few games?
1: I think, Sarah, it is sort of a matter of Joel trusting his teammates more. And I mean that's pretty easy to do when you got a guy like Tyrese Maxey just dropping thirty like it's nothing. Tyrese Maxey, watch this again. Little two man game. Joel just leaves it for him, sets the screen. So I think that's a big part of it. But you know Nick Nurse explained it the other night that hey, you know teams are going to load up to try to stop Joel and B, and you know either he can take it himself or he can find teammates out there on the perimeter. And, you know, that's what's happening. Like, you know, teams collapse on him. He finds somebody on the perimeter and he's got shooters all over the place.
4: Maxi from outside. Oh my goodness.
1: It's been really interesting to see just, I mean, you know, just go back over the last two or three years. Joel Embiid is a guy that's sort of dealt with a bunch of just different moving parts all around him. You know, it's just constantly something in motion. You know, you deal with the drama with Ben Simmons. You deal with the James Harden stuff, that uncertainty. And, you know, he's been the one constant. But it seems like now with the new coach, Nick Nurse, I, I, it just seems like there is like that perfect mix, like this perfect storm going on. And I don't even think, you know, what. how many games are we into the season? 18 games in for the, for the 76ers? I still don't, we haven't seen the best of him yet.
4: Yeah, and I think a big part of that, to your point, is you know some uncertainty at the start of the season, and obviously with Nick Nurse, we have talked about this before. You go into training camp, and whether you want to frame the James Harden situation, you know, by all accounts they said not a distraction. We show up, we play. You're still how you're you're working on your coverages, your schemes, what you're doing philosophically on both ends of the floor. That's an adjustment, and that changes. And so I think you're to your point, starting to see them catch more of a rhythm. I'm currently sitting fourth in the eastern Conference with a twelve and six record a big game tonight against boston uh seven thirty p m eastern on e s p n We'll see though currently Joel is questionable with an illness but uh we'll see if if those two match up because obviously always a fun one to watch uh, the Celtics and 76ers battle on uh, the flip side of things Nikola Jokic d- extraordinary. I mean, I think you can't get numb to his greatness and in how he somewhat has raised his game another level. Um, after what Denver did, winning a championship last season, 29 points, over 13 rebounds, over nine assists. Uh, I had already mentioned it, seven triple-doubles on the season. Denver sitting in that number two spot behind Minnesota with the 13-6 record. Jokic, and Jokic throws it down, his second dunk of the season. Mm. Jokic having to probably do more or carry more or score more with Jamal Murray being out. Is there something different about the game and Jokic that you have watched or witnessed this year um, that that's either surprised you or or just you know, it has you viewing him differently um, in the ways in which he just understands and reads the game?
1: I think just the playoffs, the playoffs from last season, I thought that like just the, the light came on, like this eureka moment where he was just like, oh, I, okay I've mastered this thing so i can I can just pretty much do whatever I want out here i can move the pieces you know I can find guys I can take over the game I can do whatever I want when I need to to you know make sure my team you know comes out on top. And to me, that's been the biggest thing. It's just like he has figured out, you know, like you think about people like Chris Paul, guys that can manipulate the game and bend it to their will. That's sort of what Nikola Jokic can do. Eight, seven, ten, wow. Jokic,
4: what a fake game, too, on that dribble. He almost held it like he was going to pass it. The dribble was high enough where he could have done that.
1: They won three in a row. The Rockets win on Wednesday night, I thought, was a really good win for them because, you know, Houston is a pretty good defensive team. And so to I think they had like 37 assists with three turnovers, and Jokic had 15 of those assists. That's, I think, the only the second time that, that, you know, a team's had that many assists and that few turnovers in a game. And a lot of that is Nikola Jokic. They, they, you know, after the playoffs and the championship, you know, you saw how the Nuggets were celebrating. Everybody was celebrating on that team and they celebrated all summer long. And so you thought Nikola Jokic might come back a little complacent. No, 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 no. That man came back on another, on a mission to go get him another championship. And so that's been really fun to watch. And as we've discussed, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, I think that is going to be the conversation when it, when we talk about this MVP thing. And it, it's going to be that way all season. And I think it's going to go back and forth. But as I mentioned earlier, I don't think we've even seen the best of Joel Embiid. And I think he's a guy that sort of, you know, his his game is, is sort of changing. And if if he becomes the assist guy that it looks like he's about to, Man, those are going to be some interesting conversations because then everybody's going to be like, well, what about defensive impact? Like we're going to be looking at every little metric to try to figure out that race. So it's going to be fun.
4: I do think that's the caveat of the assist factor, and I'm curious how much, as the season progresses, the the difference in what Nick Nurse has them doing, the complement of the roster around him, and how much more responsibility Joel takes on in that in that facet, how that will change. Because right now, I would look at we're so early in the season, you know, to even talk about stuff like this, but what Jokic is doing has wowed me. I mean, he he really, like you said, the celebrations all summer. You finally get a championship. He's already got two MVP trophies. I I thought it would be a little bit more of a slow run-up to start this season and just how he's been picking apart the game. I also was, um, you know, there was a podcast with Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon talking about their chemistry and how it's just different and how they figured things out. And so I think, to raising the level of play. Of those around him, I I would give so much of that to what Nicola does um, with this Denver team. But um, but overall, I think it's just been fun and interesting to continue to watch how they how they flourish and how they change and adapt and and add to their games at this point, considering what a high, high level um, they're at.
0: You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a mid-size SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease, with three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, You can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style, with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both playdates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life live life grander in the first ever toyota grand highlander learn more at toyota.com slash grand highlander it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
4: Number three spot between Luca, Shea Gildas Alexander, um, w- with Shea and with Oklahoma City, how they're playing. Um, do you think that that if Oklahoma City continues to stay in this level of play where they're at, how how much consideration could he have in this conversation? Because I think he's always been at the outskirts, so we always kind of have watched. But Oklahoma City has never been to the level in the standings in the West. If Oklahoma City continues to be the real deal, what does that do for Shea?
1: man I, I i think last year he was like like we started talking about it a little bit but like like you were just saying like Oklahoma City record didn't didn't really justify his his high billing you know you couldn't really say well you know SGA is an MVP guy well because the thunder didn't have the record to match it but now this is this is something else what this kid has done. And and you know, I think I mentioned it to you. Like I, I, I covered them the first week of the season against the Denver Nuggets. It was in Oklahoma City. I think Shea was like two of sixteen. It was early, early in the season. I'm like, oh no. I, I guess he's not gonna live up to it. But boy was I wrong. That this kid is amazing. Um, like I said, he's just dropping 30 like it's nothing. And, and like his shooting splits are crazy. I mean, he's almost a 50-40-90 guy. I mean, I think he's like 37.5% from three-point range, but he he can get that up. And not only that, like, you know, like last year he wasn't taking a ton of threes. He was just killing people in the mid-range and at, at the basket. Well, he's kind of kicked up his threes a little bit, and the percentage has gone down, but I don't know. He and the funny thing about him is when you watch him, it's not like he's just this explosive guy that blows by people. He sort of got this herky jerky game. It's sort of like Kyle Anderson and teams have a hard time guarding him. And so, like right now, this team is a young team. It's, you know, it's still sort of fighting its way. I mean, I don't know what, what phase we could say Oklahoma City is in in the rebuild they have this young core but that but Sam Preston all, also has all these picks and draft assets. And, you know, they they're so good so good now as a young team that they can afford to sort of sit back and wait and see what happens before they decide to, you know, start trying to add more pieces.
4: Michael, as always, we appreciate your time uh, and we look forward to continuing to See, read, watch all of your stuff on NBA.com and as this season continues with the MVP ladder. NBA Pulse with Sarah Kustak is a production of the NBA and iHeartRadio. Please rate, review, and subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. Step into the world
1: of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything.
3: Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business.
1: Introducing the Godfather at chompacasino.com.
3: Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
2: wherever you get your podcasts.